This is Raging Nerds, where we'll rage all over your eardrums. This is Thirsty. And this is the wonderful cosplayer friendly, John. Cosplayer friendly. I don't I think that's a lie. <laughs> oh no, it is not a lie. The cake is a lie, but this is not a lie. Okay, okay, okay. Because I love ladies in cosplay. I think we both do. (laughs) But welcome back for episode 13, which is our Delta AHCon coverage episode. Uh, It was last weekend. It was lots of fun. Super cool. We met a crazy amount of cool ass people, got some interviews, and we cannot wait to discuss all this. But before we do that, uh, we're going to talk about the next convention that we're going to go to, which is in a couple weekends, right? I believe so. I have to get Google Calendar out and double check. (laughs) So we're going to go to Classic Game Fest. That's in Austin, Texas. It's in July this month, guys. This month from the 28th to the 29th. So it's a two-day little con. It's going to be super awesome. They have a lot of great people there. They have a lot of cool vendors. I mean, you guys got to check it out. It was awesome last year. I cannot wait to go this year's press. It's going to be amazing. Oh, and I can't wait to try out Fifth Street for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> we're all gonna we're gonna we're all gonna have fun this weekend <laughs> oh, oh yes lots of fun stuff and me carrying a pack and getting dehydrated yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but you know what back to our theme which is delta h con now this isn't our regular outline because this is just a purely nerd noggin episode where we tell you everything that's going on so it is a little different from a normal format so One of the greatest things that I found there was actually Dragon's Lair had a game room at this convention. Ooh. Yes. And if you guys don't know, Dragon's Lair is like kind of like a comic book fantasy shop. You can buy board games. You can play games there. They have events. They have tournaments. I mean, it's an awesome store. They have an Austin, Houston, a whole bunch of other places. It's a really cool store. So they sponsored Delta HCon in their game room. It was super cool. You could rent out board games, play with other people. Super awesome. And it was it was way legit. I know I stopped in there a few times because um, if anybody's listening, I lost my prescription sunglasses at this con. <laughs> and if you happen to have a pair that you don't know about, those are mine. But anyways, I walked around that, that room. It was actually fairly nice. There's actually a good selection of tabletop games. And I really wish I had the time to play them or someone to play with them. Yes, there was a whole bunch of people when I was when I did go in there. It was amazing. The games that they did have was a nice selection. It was really cool. They also had gaming tournaments while we were there. They had D and D for beginners. They also had uh, Cards Against Humanity. They had a bunch of cool games going on during this whole weekend. Um, another great room that I saw there: the video game room, the arcade room. Oh yes. <laughs> They also had popcorn in that room, and that was tasty popcorn. Yes, yes they did. Uh, they had really cool arcade games. They had a really cool DDR, industrial DDR. You know what I'm talking about? The one with the metal bars and, like, the whole setup and everything. Oh, yes. Not those yes. plastic mats. <laughs> oh, yeah, because with that one, yeah, I do not have the flexibility in my legs to do that one. I tried. I failed. I love DDR, man. I love DDR. I love it when they get... I I mean, I I have DDR, and I have the plastic mats, and I have everything, right? But nothing beats the industrial DDR sets, man. Nothing. Because you can go to town on that shit. You can get angry. You can't get angry on those plastic mats because you land up on your ass, okay? (laughs) I don't know how many times that's happened. Too many. Too many. (laughs) That sounds like something for the blooper reel now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
But they had a lot of great art there. And some of the good art that they did have there was part of their 2018 art contest. Now, all the visuals that you saw on their t-shirts, on the badges, on the programs, they actually came from outside artists. Uh, for the first place on the t-shirts was from Beanie Tellove. She made a beautiful 2018 Delta H t-shirt. I bought one. It was really, really good art. Um, for the first place of the there's two first places it's kind of confusing yes a little bit (laughs) but for the second first place that's how they write it in their program for the second first place uh the art they did not credit the artist which is really sad i wish i could name them but their art was put over the program of delta h con and then the second place was noodle rooster and they did the image for the badges i love the badges by the way i have the little girl with the pink hair just reminded me of chibiusa from sailor moon and you know how i love me some sailor moon <laughs> oh yes we do we're still waiting for you to dress up as one of them though uh i did i dressed up as dark lady or black lady it well i remember that but yeah. you, you need to dress up That's as one of the sailor moon <laughs> bitch like you need, you need to do one of the Sailor Scouts, and I'll do it with you. I have no You'll problem do doing... it with me? Oh, that's very tempting. <laughs> I have no problem doing gender bent, because I'm going to let all of this hang out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from there, I saw some really, really cool vendors. Mmm... Yeah, some of my top favorites. Uh, We had Rachel Belcher. She did these awesome D20 molds. Some of them, she had little D20 dice and a larger D20 mold. She had gears. uh, She had colored plastics. And what was awesome about it is that you stuck the D20 mold on a light source and it would light up. And it was really nifty. She also had a bunch of other art with her friend there in her vendor room. And so it was really pretty. Mm, yes, I remember walking around that thing multiple times going, I wish I could buy that. I wish I could buy that. I wish I could buy that. <laughs> it was it was a small personal convention. You know, you could have easily walked the, um, the sales floor, uh, the vendor room, as they call it. It was very nice. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, they also had dead bomb art. They sell stickers and other, you know, keychains and like that. I have personally bought stickers from them. I've bought Super Mario stickers. I've bought Pokemon stickers from them. And they make these cute little chibi characters out of it. And it's totally adorable. I love their work. They also had Supreme Station stickers. If you don't, I love stickers. So if you haven't noticed this. (laughs) So with Supreme Station stickers, um, it's kind of like... Kind of like 90s grudge stickers, if that makes any sense. You know those 90s stickers you used to get at vending machines? Yes, I lived in that era. Their art reminds me of like 90s grudge like vendor stickers. I think the proper term is grunge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm on my second glass of wine, so fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on, I'm drinking tequila and I got a beer looking at me right now, too. Um, the last vendor that I personally loved was Curander Art. That's C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R Art. Uh, they sold sticker, enamel pins, keychains, all of that goodness. And it's all Nintendo-esque. They had a couple things that were outside of that. But it was adorable Nintendo stickers. It was amazing, cute. I love their enamel pins. Definitely, definitely check them out online. I know whenever I was making my fifth lap of the <laughs> of the vendor of the dealer room there was one vendor there I I don't remember the name of it but I remember they have these puzzle boxes that are made of wood yes okay so that lady I swear I've seen those before they do those at Renfest 
Oh, they yes. have a tent over in Renfest, and I've actually bought a Legend of Zelda Triforce puzzle box from them before, and I gave it as a gift. I need to get one of these. I'm surprised they didn't bring any of it. They had like a like whenever I went to Renfest, they had a bunch of you know gamer themed stuff, and they didn't have any this year. It's kind of just like bland puzzle boxes. <laughs> they're still they're still cool looking. Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, their puzzle boxes, they're beautiful, right? They're all handcrafted. Uh, their whole their whole vendor table was actually old school board games. Yes. So they had Chinese checkers. They had all those cute little board games, you know, everything. It was really adorable. They even dressed like they were Amish or something. So <laughs> it was, they did. I mean, it was cute. It was really cute. Um, but did you have any other cool vendors that you liked there? That was the only one that I really, re- re- that I re- distinctly remember. But then I ran across some of the uh, other vendors that were dressed up as Lolitas, and, well, my brain didn't have <laughs> enough blood. <laughs> yes, uh, they did have the, le- the Lolita characters there. Uh, they ran the Lollilocks. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, the the woman that runs it, she's actually a great cosplayer. She was a guest this year at Delta HCon, so her shop was amazing. Their wigs were just beautiful. She's known for them. So that was a beautiful place as well. But these vendors, we've seen them all the time. Um, I'm glad they did not have a crap load of pop vendors. I, oh, I see them all yeah. the time at conventions. It's like pops. So and I'm like, did you make this though? Like, I can buy those online probably for cheaper. <laughs> you know, that is not $15. Well, I was going to say, when I made the laps of the vendor room, of course, you have to go by Artist Alley for all of the wonderful artwork that's there. And the one thing I've noticed that has been a theme for the past few years at every convention, perler beads. Perler? Yeah, those little things you put put the little beads down and you put a piece of wax. Parchment over and iron oh, them all down. Is that what they call them? Is that what they call? They call them perler beads. No, that's the actual name form because I oh, I've messed I with this before. Like, I just call them bead art. That's what I call them. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Um, there is an artist there. I forgot her name, but she was at Comic Palooza as well. I've loved her art. I actually, have some of her art. She takes canvases and she takes her art, her pearl art, and she puts it on the canvases in art displays. Yes. So the one that I have was a green canvas, and I have Zelda and I have Link next to each other, and it's super duper adorable. Aww. I know it's super cute. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's been popular for the past couple of years. But what I loved about that artist is that she takes them and she puts them in themes, and she actually does scenery images of them as well. Yeah, I've seen a few of those like that where they get the just the they paint the canvas and they right get the perler bees right on there with it just it looks amazing it really, it really does. does yeah no it's really beautiful yes uh but they they had a lot of great vendors there they are really great artist um i love seeing the original art i hate seeing art that's knocked off you know because we we encounter that where we see knockoff artists they're taking other artists um images and they're just redoing it themselves or even reprinting it so i loved all the original imagery that i saw this weekend yeah i did not see any pirated art pirate artists there at all this year yeah, which is great because they are cracking down on that. Yeah. Yeah, because other it's great that we're in this community where other vendors actually stand up for their friends and they're like, we know whose art that is, and that's a knockoff. And then they tell 
they're superiors of the convention and the convention kicks them out. Conventions kick people out as soon as they know that it's fraud. Unless you're fr- unless you go to that con that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> now listen here. <laughs> but you know what? Let's move on to programming. They had a bunch of amazing panels. I mean, so many that we didn't even go to. Um, so Idol Festival. It was yes. so much fun. We did a live stream of that while we were there. Um, it was amazing. These women were lip syncing. They were singing along. Their costumes were adorable. Uh, the the woman that we live streamed with, she was singing along and it was so cute because whenever she sang, she had this cute little chibi voice and then when she talked, she had this like robust, like amazing woman, like attitude voice and it was amazing. I loved it when she was just talking regular and then she was singing, she's like, ah, <laughs> like a little baby voice. It was so cute. Now I kind of wish I met this girl. well well, it's great like most of the people that were in the idol festival uh they were doing signings or after meetups in the maid cafe and we all we had friends working in the maid cafe we went into the maid cafe it was really nice the maids were singing they had a stage they also had games in the maid cafe yes i i know i got a lot of a few photos from there as well yeah, the ladies were beautiful, costumes mm-hmm. top-notch, makeup, hair, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous scene. Oh, yes, I'm still just very curious about one thing. Mm-hmm. What the hell is a maid cafe for? <laughs> well, okay, so the maid cafe, it's, first of all, they sell, like, uh, ramune, they sell all the little treats. Um, they also have special events. Uh, they had an event, they had the Super Mario Kart event where you paid $15 to get into this weekend. Um, they had a lot of events. It's just super cute. It's a super cute maid cafe. That's exactly what it is. And okay. it's to promote Lolita fashion and everything like that. And they did have Lolita fashion show there as well. Um, if if no one knows, you should. Uh, Scarving Scarves was there. A uh, big YouTuber. She was um, kind of bursted into fame or more fame. Uh, whenever the controversy Anime Matsuri incident happened, they tried to sue Scarving Scarves uh, for talking out against the CEO of Anime Matsuri. Oh, yes, the wonderful convention that shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so she's she's very controversial. They try to sue her. They eventually drop the lawsuit. Um, She was at Delta H-Con, and we actually got to meet her at the Sunday Sweet Summer Social, which we will go into in a little bit. Uh, But Geeks 5 Ever, we are friends with them. They're an awesome geek community. John got to party with them this weekend. John's like, oh, I got to party with them. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I already know him, guy. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was... A, that was an interesting party altogether. I will not go into it because it is not <laughs> rated for this podcast. But we don't have a rating system here, sir. This is our podcast. <laughs> I really don't want to go into it because those are my memories. Those are your memories? It. Those are your blackout mm. memories? Is that what you mean? No, I was semi-sober for this but <laughs> apparently someone brought Super Saiyan Punch and yes. it tastes like purple. It does. So Jesse Goku, super cool guy. We're friends with him. Uh, he always makes Super Saiyan Punch, and it's amazing. He he names it something different and tweaks it every year. Um, but it's pretty much like um, trash can punch. Trash can punch, except like super rated trash can punch. Oh yes. Uh, but I, lo- I love the guys over there, uh, Canada. Um, all those guys, super cool dudes. You know, I booked. What is? It? I stayed with them a couple years back, like uh, for Comic Palooza. 
That was the guys that you were in the room with. Yes! You didn't know. Uh, that's what I'm like, yeah, I already know them. Yeah, I know. Which is really funny because, like, those guys, I never really got to, until this convention, get to really know them because I, like, you and a lot of my friends know them. I didn't yeah, I realize this. Uh, but Geeks 5 Ever, they had a lot of panels. They do a lot of panels here in Houston, also Dallas area. They did the karaoke Geeks 5 Ever. Um, what I love about Jesse Goku is that he's so over the top. He doesn't care. You know, he will cuss. He will say whatever he wants. That is his damn panel. And so really cool, fun crowd. Um, that was Friday night. Now, Saturday, they did Saturday morning cartoons where you actually came in, ate cereal, wore pajamas. And then you would watch Saturday morning cartoons with them. So that was lots of fun. I remember them talking about that for a while. So it was cool that they actually did that panel here. One panel that I personally went to was the Saturday Video Game Music and Audio 101. Uh, It was super fun. (laughs) It was so much fun. Uh, It was fun watching those two people bicker up on stage. (laughs) Oh. So one dude, one dude was like, He purely downloads video clips or audio clips from online, and then he makes compositions with music clips he downloads. The other dude was like, no, you need to get out there and make your own sounds. It sounds so much better when you make your own sounds. And so these dudes are in the total total opposite spectrum of sound quality right and it was hilarious watching their facial expressions and bickering on what sounds better and what's really funny is with me running around taking photos of all the cosplayers and all the panels and everything that was actually on everyone's tongue the entire time of the con Mm -hmm. was that panel (laughs) It was hilarious. It was a really funny panel, um, but th- but they but they talked about some really good information. They talked about Audacity. Uh, they talked about video and sound auditing programs um, for the PC and for Mac. So it was a semi informational panel on top of the bickering, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh yes, that's that's uh, what makes a great panel. I mean, it does. I mean, it was it was lots of fun. It was super funny. And then they kicked us out because we took we went over the time lot. Uh, but after that, we have the Sunday Sweet Summer Social. Now these tickets were twenty five bucks each. They sold out, right? Uh, it was beautiful. So you paid twenty five bucks to get in, and it was like a tea party. So you got some like tea foods, you know, tea snacks, you know, tea, whatever. And you got to sit down with Scarving Scarves. You got to sit down with a bunch of Lolita, you know, top rated people. And it was absolutely beautiful. It really was. We walked around the room, took some pictures, talked to some people. It was absolutely fabulous. Yes, it was. It was kind of like going back in time a little bit. It was, and it was formal. It was all formal. You had to be dressed up to go to this. Oh, yeah. And especially with the photos I took. I don't know how I managed to get the lighting to look like it was back in time. <laughs> it was it was honestly amazing. John took great pictures. Uh, we are going to upload them uh, Friday when this episode comes out. It's a little later than usual, but you know what? Uh, it's a big episode and a big con to cover. Uh, but it was lots of fun. And the last panel that I personally went to was the Sunday Sailor Moon discussion with Jeremy Lee, the voice of Sailor Venus. Now, John was with me in this panel. Yes, I was. It was a very interesting panel indeed. Um, But yeah, with uh, Jeremy Lee, Mm -hmm. she is tiny and cute as a button. She's Sailor Venus. I know. (laughs) Sailor Venus, the goddess of love. But anyways, very good panel. And she answered a lot of the questions that everybody had in there. 
And it was very informative on a lot of things. John's very, like, he's sugarcoating this. <laughs> the issue that John had with it is that people were coming in and they were asking redundant questions, like questions that everyone asked, like, how do you get into the industry? How do I get started? What's a demo tape? Fucking Google this shit. And people say this on panels all the time. They're like, if you have questions, I'll answer it. But at the same time, you can Google your questions and get your fucking answer. I just want to let you know that if you if you are podcasting, if you are doing anything in life in general, Google it and you'll find your answer. I mean, I don't I don't know what's so hard about it. I mean, but obviously it is hard. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to be nice because I went to a lot of the voice actor panels while I was there, and yeah, I've heard all the exact same questions for like the past three years, and I know because I've asked those questions before, but I have friends that are voice actors, so I oh, can just... you're a voice actor as well, too. Don't Don't play it down. You are a voice actor. Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> John does amazing voices. Uh, but I know that you went to the panel with David. Um, there was the panel with Asuna from Sword Art Online. Yes, I did. Yes, that was amazing. Super cool. Uh, love her. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of American voice actors. but Blasphemy. But I can't hate them. I can't hate them too much. (laughs) But they do have a very tough job because I actually learned from some of these from some of these panels I went to whenever they're doing the dubbing for anime. They'll show you the video first of the the original anime, and then you have to go back in and try to get all your lines that have been rewritten from Google Translate and then to a real writer to try to get to American speak (laughs) and then try to speak it fast enough so that way it matches the lip flaps. And that's why it kind of sucks when you do translations because first of all, you can translate it from Japanese to English, but then you have to take into consideration of the mouth movements. And that is why sometimes when you watch the English version, sometimes when you watch the original version, the stories and the language is totally different because they have to fit the moving lips. And But that's crucial. I mean, it's, it's really crazy how voice actors, they improv, they take it into their own hands and, you know, they kind of make the story. Yes, which is why I love watching the blooper reels that they oh, make of this anime. Long. Don't even, don't even get me going, man. <laughs> oh my god, I think my favorite are like the Hell's Moving Castle blooper reels <laughs> because it's, it's just so funny. I just it cracks me up because there's so many, right? And I just, I just love it. I love it. Uh, but you know what? We actually got some interviews. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, John froze the fuck up. So. Yes, I did because my anxiety <laughs> peaked up at the wrong. Uh, long time like it always does and no amount of alcohol could have fixed this so i did the first interview and i'm like look man super easy right like three minutes right we're doing like three minute interviews and i'm like look let's go in get this interview done and he's like no i'm like no you do it no no and i'm like i'm like what the fuck i'm like what did you do all these years before me someone else did them And that's how it worked. It was easier that way because I knew whenever I my I knew when my anxiety is going to peak. I can feel it coming like a horrible juggernaut running towards me, and you can feel the vibrations moving. Or that's a bad analogy. More of like <laughs> the T Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> that's what it's like. 
So, John disappears for 20 minutes because he said he's going to go get some liquid courage. And we're like, where the fuck did he go? So he comes back, liquored up, right? Three he shots and a beer. Yeah. And he starts this interview, and it, it does not go anywhere. <laughs> so I had to step in, and I did the rest of the interviews. But it was super fun. The dudes were super cool. Uh, but our first interview is with Super Made Brigade by Morphic Studios. And here is the audio clip. This is Thirsty with Raging Nerds, and I'm joined with... Christopher Kong in Morphic Studios. And I'm Andy Freestone, also with Morphic Studios. Awesome. So what do you guys do, and what is the game that you guys are presenting today? Um, currently, I'm the animator, and Andy here is actually the 2D artist and pretty much uh, our art... The artist. Yeah, the artist. <laughs> um, we're creating a game called Super Made Brigade, and the game is all about girls and guns. Um, the objective is to clean up the world of evil and crime and all kinds of terror and terrorism. Essentially, uh, the concept is it's kind of like a satire of like the tactical military, like really serious stuff, but combined with cute anime characters. Because, I mean, that's, that's something people like, and so it's, we were just rolling with it. Originally started as a joke that went too far. What is your inspiration behind this? In the beginning, I actually said, no, I don't want to make this game because I'm not a fan of um, fan service or, or whichever. And I'm not really just, oh. So then I was like, one day I thought, well, I know how to make this work mechanically. Top-down shooter with a rotating gun. No one's going to notice. And that was like years ago. And then we decided to go with something simple. And then things got a little bit more complicated. Uh, our main references are our games like Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, uh, Rainbow Six, and it's kind of where we get our inspiration mostly from. But in terms of like parallel games with like similar design, uh, we later found out about something called Nuclear Throne, which uh, made him very upset because it was like mechanically exactly what we had planned. Uh, kind of like that simple top-down shooter with like power-ups and stuff. And then now there's also uh, what's it called, Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of like really similar games, like in terms of this genre. But we're we're kind of like trying to keep things a little bit simple and more on the arcadey side. Our main emphasis right now is on couch co-op because we are using a game maker as our engine, which is not great at networking. Uh, so we're kind of like focusing on local multiplayer for the time being. Which might be good for the Switch. We're definitely planning for PC release first and then hopefully onto other uh, consoles. So what platform and where can people find your game right now? Uh, right now it's going to be on Windows PC. We have a super alpha early build of our game uh, on morphicstudios.itch.io. It's a, it's, a, it's a build, but it's the same game. Okay, guys. Thank you. Okay, so just to recap, Super Maple Grade is a four-player co-op 2D top-down shooter with an elite fighting force known as the Maid Brigade. Their mission? Cleaning up the universe of evil with modern military gadgets and tools. Uh, these, you know, these dudes were super fun to talk to. They were awesome. Uh, th you know, they're talking about all the stuff that they plan on doing with it. They're released on Steam and they plan on going further with this. Now, their website is morphicstudio.itch.io. And you can also find them on Facebook and at Twitter at Morphic Studios. These guys are super cool. They, their game was a blast. People were always at their table. It was super cool. You, you actually stayed there and played some of their games. Yes, I did. And I was in love with it. 
Yes, it's super cute. It's like these little um, 8-bit, 16-bit, you know, characters on a screen, and you're playing with all these other players. It's it's adorable, and they're all in little maid outfits. So it's super cute. So next interview we did with Diego from Aqua Lungers by Warped Core Studios. Diego is actually the artist and owner of Warped Core Studios. So let's run that clip. Hey, guys. This is Thirsty with the Raging Nerds Podcast, and I am with... Uh, my name is Diego Almazan. I am Warped Core Studio, basically. I do all the art, programming, and design uh, for Aqualungers, the game I'm making where uh, up to four players battle for treasure uh, in a diving setting. So all the players play as divers. They dive down into the water. They hunt for treasure. Uh, they battle each other. They battle monsters. And anything that they can bring back, uh, they score into their own treasure boxes. So is this a single-player game, or is this a multiplayer game only? It's primarily a multiplayer game. I've actually been working out ways for single players to enjoy the game more, because it plays out mostly as a race. Right. Uh, so, you know, nobody likes to race by themselves against nobody, so... Um, Right now, the way the game works is usually everybody's racing to reach a certain value worth of treasure that they're trying to score. Uh, and now the monster actually scores treasure. Each level uh, has its own monster that runs around trolling everybody. And now he runs around trolling everybody while collecting treasure like all the other players do. So it's possible for a single player or players playing co-op uh, to lose against the monster if they don't work together. So, What is your inspiration for this? Oh, that's a great question. It's kind of, The answer is kind of everything. Um, I, I grew up playing, you know, Mega Man, Mario, Sonic, watching Ninja Turtles, watching Godzilla, all kinds of B-movies, uh, even games like, like Street Fighter and various RPGs. Like, they, they all, yeah, they, they, they all contribute something in some way. Um, I, I don't like to look at any one thing and say, here's the one answer to whatever I'm trying to solve at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I try to just kind of draw from my general life experiences somebody growing up in the u.s enjoying <laughs> what there is to be enjoyed yeah. you know in terms of uh media yeah. so where can we find your game and what platforms can we get it on uh currently on steam only it's in early access for windows only at the moment um i'm looking to open that up but i don't i don't want to put anything out there that's not going to work <laughs> so uh, I, I need to make sure that i can test all those things before it's out but at the moment uh steam for windows only okay well thank you so much for all the time diego thank you so much i appreciate your time so again short recap right aqualundress is a fast-paced split-screen platformer where up to four players compete to collect treasures in dangerous locations guarded by savage creatures now this game is super cute um the previous game was more 8-bit 16-bit you know adorable this game is more detailed it's more fantasy feeling the creatures and the backgrounds they look very nice with the dark colors the this game is made just to have you know multiplayers but he is talking about making a single player game to reach out this game is available on steam now super fun again diego was a great person to talk to john we both sat there and played the video games both of these tables were packed full the entire convention for me it's like with being like red green colorblind this was like visually <laughs> stimulating for me yes it was, I mean, both of them are awesome. Warp Core Studios was stunning. So was the Super Maid Brigade. The games were both amazing. You can find them on Steam, and I can't wait to play them again. <laughs> but our last interview, I've talked about them before. I love them to death. They're good people doing good work out there. Con Mom. Okay, now I met these people a couple years back at Onicon, founded by Melanie Moeller. Now, 
this woman, she funds everything out of her pocket. She doesn't get any kind of financing or anything. So you're probably wondering, right, what Con Mom is. Con Mom is a group of supportive, con-going parents who are dedicated to keeping anime, gaming, pop culture conventions a fun and safe place to be in the absence of a trusted adult. Con Moms and Dads are a background check safe adult who are available to attendees for a phone call home, check-ins, assistance with bullying, or harassment, or lost children. Help keep our kids and teens happy and safe. Sign up today. And that's right on our business card. Super sweet, super cute, super short. Now, listen to this clip for some more info. Hey guys, this is Thirsty with Raging Nerds, and I am joined with... Melanie Miller from Con Mom. Awesome. So I've seen Con Mom around before, and I just wanted to get some more information for our fellow viewers. Well, we've been in existence about five years, and uh, it's uh, when I first started taking my daughter here uh, to these conventions, I started noticing some dangerous things that could be happening uh, with kids. And so what I decided to do is start Con Mom. And what we do is I do background checks on adults. You don't have to be a parent at all, just 18 and up. And if you pass a background check and you are safe, then you wear a badge and have fun at the con and you get on a phone list on mine, like a group chat. And I stay in contact with safety constantly. And if I hear something like they're looking for a creeper guy who's looking under skirts or somebody's following someone, I send out the message to my volunteers and they start being extra eyes for the con and a lot of times we are very good at finding people quicker than safety so and we also find stolen merchandise and all kinds of things awesome the first time i heard about you guys i was like why has no one ever thought about this before i have a little one so definitely you know it makes me feel safer as a mother knowing that you guys are looking out there now are you just here locally texas or are you nationwide Oh, no, we're not nationwide yet, but we uh, really just in Houston so far, we were wanting to branch out to Austin, San Antonio. However, this is funded strictly by me. And so because it's just a volunteer organization, so it's not even nonprofit yet. So I don't ask for any money anytime. It's we're just here because we want to help keep kids safe. So but what helps is when area conventions Uh, We're always comp tickets, but if they offer us a hotel room, then I can branch out to other cities in Texas easily. So it's just we had to make a name for ourselves, and it's starting to happen. Awesome. Where can people go to look at you guys, volunteer, and all that? Uh, They can find Con Mom on Facebook, and two words, Con Mom, and uh, you can message me through there. That's really the main thing. I don't have a website yet, but... If they want information, I'll be happy to send it out. They can send me their email. And if they want to, like, volunteer ahead of time, like, get the paperwork taken care of, I can send the paperwork to them. Awesome. And if they volunteer one time, does their information stay in permanently? Yes. What happens is when they show up at the table at the convention, uh, they come and for each con, they set, I'm pointing, (laughs) each, each con, they fill out a liability for that con. Um, and our rules, reminding them of our rules. And so, and they do that every time they show up. They pick up their badge, I collect their paperwork, they wear it all weekend, and then they return their badge at the end. Awesome. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you very much. Now, uh, again, you can join 
con mom on their Facebook page. You actually request to join and she approves you. She has her phone number on there. She has her Gmail account, uh, which is conmomcares at gmail.com. And their Facebook is just con mom. You can apply once you go through the background check. You don't have to do it again. You just reapply with a different set of papers. You wear a badge so that a child or a person under the age of 18 can come up to you and you are a safe person to come up to. I love the idea of this, right? Because a lot of parents, you know, they drop off their kids 13, 14, 15, right? They're thinking, okay, well, this is just an anime convention. This isn't dangerous. This is where a bunch of kids go wrong. There are a lot of people who are well over the age of 40, 50, 60 going to these conventions. And, you know, sometimes it's sad to say, but there are predators. There are predators. There are perverts. There are people that think they're not doing anything wrong, or they simply just think that this person is well over 18, because sometimes, I'm just going to say it, sometimes these people are wearing cosplays that you think that they're a little bit older. And I'm not saying that oh, they're dressed that way, you should approach them. But I'm just saying, you should always approach someone with dignity and not assault them because they might be little kids. <laughs> Which is why we are a firm, firm believer in cosplay is not consent. Yes, and Delta HCon had that saying posted everywhere in their convention center. They actually had a safe space, which was talked about in the Houston Chronicle. Really? Yeah, they were in the news with Houston Chronicle. Um, Delta HCon did everything that they could to make this convention a safe space. I mean, with everything that's going on in the news, in the con world, it's great to know that you can take your kids there and they could be safe. Now, that is very important. But definitely, guys, I mean, if you're an adult, definitely just get that con mom badge. Be that safety security blanket for kids. Let, you know, let them know that they're safe. They can, if they lose their phone, they can use your phone. I would definitely recommend joining her. But you know what? I have a little bit of extra fun knowledge. Some nerd noggin info about this convention. Ooh. Do you want to hear it? You want to hear it? You want to hear it? I think we would like to know more. <laughs> So, Delta HCon actually has mascots. Really? I did not know yeah, this. I did not even know this, right? Okay, so they have a bunch, actually. So, Jilly and Josh, which are their main mascots. They're on the front page of the program this year. Jilly is 14. Her favorite hobby is playing video games with her brother. Her bio says she rocks the gaming world with her custom controller set and headphone mic. Ooh. There's Josh. He is 12. His favorite hobby is playing video games in CCGs. His bio is brother of Gamer Girl. He likes CCGs and playing video games with his sister. Simple but short. Okay, Josh. Okay, nice. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so we have Crystal Fire, who is the actual visual um, on their website. Her, She is a cybot. That is her race. Her name says unknown, lost during medical conversion process, but her nickname is Crystal Fire. Her special attack is Laser Blaster. Her bio, this is a character in a video game that the children like to play. She is proficient in the use of all guns, but prefers a laser blaster like the one pictured. She has a special suit that not only acts as armor, but has been surgically implanted to become part of her. She can jump incredible distances. See, what the fuck is this? 
She is nebula. That's what she, it is. She is something. Jesus, she can she can jump incredible distances, see three times further than a normal human being, and her aging has been drastically reduced. Red does not remember much from before her operation, but occasionally she will get a snippet of something and thinks it's her past. Will she ever know? It sounds like they have like an anime that I don't know about. Like what? Like what's going on, Delta H? What are these characters? <laughs> These sound like the children of Thanos. <laughs> uh, we have a couple more. There is Sakura, which is Cherry Blossom. She is 18. She's a cat-demon-human hybrid. Those cat demons breeding with them humans. So her cat tail actually looks like human-colored skin. Okay. It's like, I think it's human skin. That doesn't look right. It probably is human skin. That's nasty. Can you just imagine like this long tentacle of, like, human flesh coming from someone's behind um, like, touching you, and it's, like, a weird hand touching your face or something. Oh, my God, this disturbs me on a weird level. Well, oh I guess gosh. I'm never sleeping tonight. <laughs> uh, so our special attack is a Mithril Blade dual attack. This is a character in a video game that the children like to play. Her human mother named Sakura due to her being born during the blooming of the cherry trees. Her mother passed away when she was 16, and she has been alone looking for her cat demon father ever since. She is proficient in the use of short one-handed weapons, and she likes to dual wield. Uh, there we go. Yeah. The last one is Crystalis. He is 99 plus. He is shy about telling. Okay. He's a winged vampire. And his special attack is Invisible Katana. This is a character in a video game the children like to play. Okay. Uh, the race of vampires are born not created through bites. They do require blood to survive and are merciless warriors. Chrysalis has been alone in the world since he was separated from his spirit guardian in an epic battle between the cat people and the vampires many years ago. The cat people destroyed his home and he now wanders looking for the next conquest and his next meal. He is known as a lady charmer. And then they have some fairies and then chibi versions of these fairies, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, I did not know that they had mascots. Did not know either. So with Crystallis, is he like, he's a lady charmer? Does he eat them afterwards? I'm guessing. He, he's like obviously looking for his next meal. I guess this dude's always hungry. Damn. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> well, I guess hung hungry beats thirsty. No. <laughs> you can feel hunger, but you can never quench thirst, sir. You can never quench it. <laughs> what are you looking forward to next year at Delta H, man? Oh, that is a really fun question because I enjoy the cosplayers all the time at any convention. We took some amazing pictures, and I gotta say, there were some great cosplay this year. This convention was small. Do not get me wrong. It's probably one of the smallest I've ever been to. This convention was actually the home of Anime Matsuri, like, about five or six years ago. Really? The convention that shall not be named? Yeah, well, I keep naming it, so... <laughs> <laughs> but they had that uh, right before Rodeo Year, and it's the West Chase Marriott. And they had it about five or six years ago. Okay. 
And so whenever I came, I'm like, ah, oh, this is the place where Anime Matsuri used to be before it like got famous, right? It was so funny because like everything is exactly the same way. Everything looks exactly the same. Uh, they're remodeling a little bit, but I'm excited for next year. I love that it's so small. I love that it's private. I love that it's a cute little convention and it's like personally run. I talked to all the people there. You know, they knew everyone who worked there. Uh, they knew all the staff was like friends and family. So it was really cute. Oh, yes. I, I, I like the smaller conventions a lot because there is a very tight knit community whenever it comes to all of it entirely. Yeah, we ran into a bunch of people and friends all the time. And the thing about the smaller conventions, the hotel parties are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they are. <laughs> I didn't go to any this year, but yeah, all, all of them are all of them are awesome. <laughs> I know you did. You hung out with like the party animals, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> but we're excited for next year, and we are excited for Classic Game Fest, right? We're excited. I cannot wait. Well, that is it. We cannot wait to catch you for next week, where we'll come up with the next subject, and it'll be our regular theme schematic. Uh, so don't forget, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We are under Dogfin Radio, so make sure to look under that for Raging Nerds. We are on SoundCloud and other podcatchers. Now, you can check me out at Instagram and on Twitter at Thirsty Erica. And you can find me on Facebook under Dogfin Studios and Twitter under Dogfin Studios as well. And, if and you, Instagram. <laughs> uh, apparently I'm on Instagram now. <laughs> but if you do want to contact us uh, for anything, questions, comments, complaints, <laughs> mine is dogfinstudios at gmail.com and... Mine is thirsty at ragingnerdspod.com. Don't forget, we have Facebook, we have a Twitter account, we have an Instagram account, and other social media accounts where it's Raging Nerds Pod. So check us out, follow us, and send us those questions that we are waiting to hear. And we'll be sure to keep you updated on any other conventions that we will be attending and causing much chaos. Check you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>